Hi, and welcome to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today, I talked to Ashling Mahan from Huckletree and Brian Moran from NoCo about the hubs of joining forces to serve a new working reality whereby 88% of people are planning to return to the office only just once a week. What does this mean for the future of work in Ireland? I'm joined by Ashling Mahan from Huckletree and Brian Moran from NoCo. Uh, just before Christmas, Huckletree and NoCo announced an exciting new partnership aimed at uh, bringing people uh, closer together, in, in where, whether they're working in town or they're basically used to be commuting. Uh, the new future of work is on everyone's mind. Uh, 2020 was a year where suddenly people who had been comfortably commuting or maybe not so comfortably commuting were suddenly uh, forced to work from home. But as we are at the start of 2021, um, we're looking at the future of work. A lot of people talk about the hybrid model. I personally do not miss commutes. Um, I, as I said, I'll be happy to kind of go in now and then for the odd workshop or team meeting. But I get more done at home personally, or I get more done uh, when I'm not sitting on a bus for two hours trying to trying to get into town. So uh, I suppose tell us about this partnership. Starting with you, Ashling, um, why, why it made sense uh, to join forces with NOCO? Great, and um, thank you. Thank you, John, for having um, Huckletree today. Um, so uh, just a little bit about Huckletree, first of all. So we're in Dublin now uh, three years. We launched in 2017. Um, and at the time when we launched, co-working was still kind of a relatively new concept in the city. And we were really passionate about disrupting the industry and bringing startup founders together. Um, and, you know, we quickly built to a very strong community of over 100 tech um, companies. Um Obviously, this year has has thrown up a few challenges for us and for our business. But overall, it's been an incredibly fascinating year. And we are very privileged in that we um, when we talk about the future of work, we can really kind of analyze trends because we are speaking to you know our community every single day. Um, so you mentioned a couple of things there that, you know, you you have kind of enjoyed the work from home ex- experiment, as we call it, but the commute would kind of hold you back, I guess, from, from traveling back into the city centre. So that's very much what we've seen with our community. So we uh, we surveyed 200 people working in the tech community across the UK and Ireland earlier this year. And what we found was that almost two thirds of them are planning to come back to work two or three times um, a week. But the kind of the main factor that they were looking at um, was the commute. So a lot of them said, yes, we really want to come back in. Some days of the week we'd like to avoid the commute. That kind of got us thinking about what we needed to do in order to improve our offering to our members. And NOCO, who we had known before, seemed like a really, really good fit. So Brian and Frankie um, have obviously launched this incredible business offering whereby they are servicing... um, the kind of uh, commuter town areas and obviously Brian will be able to talk a lot, a lot more about that than, than I can but what a partnership means is that we can both offer people working in the city centre, people travelling travelling into the city centre and then also people who prefer kind of to work from suburban towns as well so we're kind of covering the whole spectrum. And Brian, uh, NOCO, what I liked about it when I first heard about it was uh, my first thought was they have Dublin surrounded uh, if I was an invading army of commuters, I would surround Dublin first. And but when I think about it, uh, you do cover the main areas people come in from. I, I forget the numbers of how many people come from certain counties. I think it's an average of 50 or 60,000 each from places like Mead, Nace, sorry, Mead, Kildare, Wicklow, uh, Loud, uh, all the way into Dublin. And 
you know, you guys seem to have kind of positioned yourselves on each artery in. And uh, that, that struck me as genius because not everybody wants to get stuck going into town because it, it, may, it may be fine flying up the motorways and then you get stopped at the M50 or on the outside of the city and precious time is wasted. I think there's a great study yet to be done on people's nerves and physiology from sitting in cars and the, the tension and stress that comes with watching the time take by. Noko, uh, tell us about the origins of it and why, why, why you went on, on about the strategy you did. Yeah, well, I mean, originally it comes from a personal experience. I'm from, uh, I'm originally from Ashburn County Mead. I've sort of, I've lived here pretty much all my life and I've had to deal with the commute, you know, for the last, you know, 20 odd years um, from the time I was going into school. So it, it really comes from a personal experience. Frankie obviously had the same experience when he was based over in London and obviously the kind of the commute in general isn't a unique uh, problem to Dublin and he was you know, doing 45 to an hour, uh, 45 minutes to an hour coming in on a train every day. I was doing, you know, 90 minutes plus one way um, in a car coming to the city, which is kind of just just crazy. So, you know, so I, when we started digging a bit deeper, we found, like you said, there's a huge cohort of commuters that are kind of coming in from, you know, the likes of, uh, say, North Dublin, uh, Meath, um, you know, Kildare, Wicklow, even starting as Wexford. You know, you actually have in and around 200,000 people coming into Dublin City every day from these areas. You know, about a third of, of Dublin's workforce in general is, is probably travelling for about 90 minutes um, in and out of work every day. You know, and it's not just the, you know, immediate commuter belt either. Like, I mean, Dublin's workforce, that those 200,000 200, commuters are probably made, made up of um, people coming from about 200 towns across the country. So, you know, there's some, <laughs> the, the 90 minutes coming in from Ashburn looks like nothing when you see somebody, uh, you know, <laughs> traveling, is, traveling the distance from Cove, for example, or somewhere out west um, kind of a, a couple of times a week. So, so w- what we did was we, we decided the only way to address a, a problem like that was, was to provide, you know, a, a network of suburban locations. So, so rather than a kind of independent locations that would be, um, subscribed to by by a city centre based company. Um, we we needed to offer kind of a big bang solution. Go into the market and say, right, you know, you're you're based in city centre. You've got a workforce of uh, X. Roughly twenty five percent of those um, employees are coming from anywhere outside the M fifty and are taking, you know, an hour plus to get in to get in one way. So what we, what we can do for 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 a, a city centre based business um, is provide them with, I suppose, multiple offices, uh, multiple satellite offices in uh, in locations that are right smack bang in the middle of where their kind of their cohort of commuters are coming from. Mm. Uh, it gives their commuters, you know, a huge amount of time back uh, during the day to get rid of that commute. Which, which ultimately, you know, we've seen, you know, uh, a, a massive uh, amount of research um, done over the last couple of months on, um, on the kind of the the, the impact on productivity. Uh, you know, it's had when when you're giving your employees more time, and um, the impact it's had on their health and well-being. So what we're doing is we're, we're taking our locations, we're packaging them all up into one one service agreement, and we're taking that to market um, to uh, to the city centre corporates. And that's the interesting thing. I mean, uh, before all of this, before March. Work was a place you went, not just a thing you did. I think that as we, you know, look into 2021 and beyond, uh, I suppose as each of you would like to get your perspective on how people will view work. For a lot of people, it was the social thing as much as 
you know, getting the work done. But uh, at the end of the day, productivity matters. Personally, uh, I'd be happy, you know, to meet. I, I, well, you know, that was one of the things I, I struggled with. First of all, was for a while. I, for a while, I enjoyed the productivity benefits of it, but I did miss people. And um, we still, people are social animals. They still like to meet, and I'd be happy even if it was like a workshop every two weeks or once a week going in. The productivity benefits win for me being able to kind of just concentrate and it doesn't necessarily mean I'm working from home but even if I went somewhere else that wasn't just kind of um, being distracted by meetings or being tapped on the shoulder every now and then I could just get on with the work and do do, do the focus on what needs get needs to get done. What are your thoughts on what work will look like in most people's minds in, in, in 2021 and beyond? Yeah, sure. And again, it's what you mentioned there. People are social creatures, 100%. I mean, in that survey I mentioned earlier, we found that 89% of people missed their work friends, which by far was the highest percentage of any of the, the questions that we asked. So what we found is that people are are incredibly lonely and isolated. Now, particularly, it, it depends on your personal circumstances, obviously, but if you live in a small home, if you don't have a home office, and if you live on your own, there, there's no one really to kind of break up the day for you. Mm. Um, you know, maybe you're getting out to kind of go and get a coffee from your local co- coffee shop, but I mean, that might be about it. So we, we find that people really are looking to you know, come to come to work, which is a place of joy, as you said earlier. So they're enjoying coming to work. They're enjoying the social aspect of it. And actually, John, we we stayed open um, during level three and level five restrictions and people were coming in, you know, city dwellers that uh, lived close by were still coming in to to Huckle Tree. And the reasons were, you know, they weren't set up. They wanted to come here uh, for collaborative work. They wanted to sit down and have face-to-face conversations with people that just don't lend themselves to Zoom. So, um, you know, what we're seeing, uh, and I think when people, not so much now, but beforehand kind of mentioned, oh, you know, the office is dead. I really fundamentally disagree with that. I just think, as you said, the workplace will become something more than just kind of an office to sit down and work from a laptop. No, mm-hmm. but it is, it's that people aspect and, and the more creative brainstorming collaborative work that's where workspaces are so badly needed. So I was just thinking that as well. I mean, <clears throat> you have to kind of empathise with people as well. Like when, if you think about the narrative of this time we we were in, people talked a lot about, oh, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, all people get to work from home. And, and you just got this picture of a lot of people living in the country, but you never really thought about the city. And I, I was always thinking of people who may have, you know, have flatmates or maybe foreign nationals and they're, they're there in the city. And suddenly the social aspect of that that work brought to them suddenly you know they were cut off from that and it could be incredibly hard maybe being in a household load of different people and you're trying to get your work done and you know work remotely uh, did 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 places like Cookle Tree become kind of havens for those kind of people the people who who still needed that social element uh, during 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 this strange time it's really interesting you mentioned that because we we had groups of people coming in who worked together looking to kind of, you know, uh, for a different space uh, to work from other than their kitchen table. Um, and even things like, you know, people's posture and backs and sitting in a, on a kitchen chair for, you know, 10 hours a day just does not lend itself well. Um, so, yeah, we definitely did have a lot of people coming in and kind of saying look I'm sick of my housemates my kids are driving me mad I really need you know my own space um, to work from and then conversely we also had uh, people coming in who maybe um, you know uh, closed their the lease on on their office they were in and they're looking for a new workspace so uh, you know 
this year, 2021, is going to be an incredibly positive year for us. You know, we've a lot of people coming in for tours. And I really do think um, companies like Huckletree and NOCO are really going to be the answer to solve a lot of those problems around isolation that we saw in 2020. And Brian, your, your thoughts on the future of work in, in 2021. Again, I often think of when people have a work identity, it's what they bring with them. They're emissaries, emissaries for their companies, no matter where they go, whether they're in Cork, Dublin, Limerick, wherever they go. But from the point of view of your thoughts on the future of work and how maybe the kind of clients that you're signing up as well, uh, people will have identified with the big shiny corporate office. But, you know, what, how, 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 how are they viewing their work persona as well as their, you know, the identity they're carrying with them when, when they're talking about, you know, how they work, how they will work in the new year in terms of, I suppose, the companies you're engaging with for NOCO? Yeah, well, look, I think ultimately it's it's all about the relationship between the workplace and, and kind of the future work practices of how flexible companies are going to be. You know, we don't believe, and, you know, I think Ash will back me up on this, we, we certainly don't believe that there's any end to the, the city centre office. Mm. Um, I think I think it's a confidence thing. We'll have, now that there's a lot of talk around the vaccine, you'll have a huge amount of people coming back into the office as that vaccine gets rolled out. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have a little less density um, in terms of uh, the workforce that's uh, in the city centre. But I think if you ultimately look at the kind of the uh, the macro side of things and and how how Dublin is such a central part of uh, central part of the country and the, or, or at least kind of the surrounding areas of that commuter belt, you know you've got a huge amount of residential you know uh, residential build up uh, outside the city and then obviously you've the kind of you know particularly in the last couple of years there's a huge amount of investment gone into the the city centre building high density mm. uh, commercial office space so it's not. You know, it, it we're set up for a kind of return back into the uh, into the city. But what we'll find now is that you're you, you'll start looking for, or corporates will start looking for alternative uh, alternatives to the old model, which was just pile everybody into uh, in, in, into the tower. So, mm. you know, so that's why we're we're ourselves and Hucketree are our agenda really is to take advantage of that hub and spoke model and kind of utilize uh, alternative workspace strategy. So, you know, you've got your you know, your kind of uh, home hub and HQ model where a couple of days a week, you know, you're in the city centre, a couple of days a week, you're you're in a hub that's close to home. And then if you need to work from home, um, well, then, you know, you can do it maybe once a week when you can sit at your, at your, uh, at your kitchen table or you can sit on your couch. Um, but as Ash said, that's, that's not a, a long-term sustainable option for, for city centre corporate. So I think at the moment, um, you know, the feedback we're certainly getting is that the kind of the playbook has been torn up you know, particularly among the big corporates, you know, the big accounting firms, big legal firms, all the professional service firms, they're they're now looking to the future um, and they're not looking at it from, you know, a one to five year, on a one to five year basis. They're looking at what is their workplace strategy now for the next 20 years, you know, and, and we, you know, at NOGO, we feel there's, there's, a, there's a huge talent play to it and there's a huge mm. focus on, 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 uh, on, on kind of what the implications for talent would be if, if you think of those 200,000 commuters that are coming in or were coming in pre-COVID on a daily basis to, to the city for work, there's another 400,000 in the commuter belt, you know, that a city centre corporate can now gain access to if they have the right infrastructure in place. And obviously that's going to lead to even more job opportunities for 
for people who are living out in the commuter uh, the commuter towns um, and obviously it'll provide more uh, work work practice and, and workplace options for the for the traditional city dwellers as well so we're trying to we're trying to position ourselves to give the best of both worlds and which which obviously um, with Huckletree beside us is, uh, is a lot easier. Well it's quite interesting uh, before March I always think of uh, before Covid BC everything before then was kind of like all about commercial property and uh, Google's shiny new offices, Facebook's shiny new offices. I don't think those things are going to disappear. They're, they're still going to be there and still going to matter. Kind of when I think about it, two things form in my head. First of all, do you think that's still going to be the sales pitch most companies will have when they're taking on talent? Oh, come, come, to our, come to our wonderful offices where we do free dry cleaning and you get free food and all that kind of stuff. To another one where, you know, we will give you a certain work style of flexibility. And another delicious question was forming in my mind about what you guys were doing. So Huggletree are in Manchester, London and Dublin. Uh, you guys, have uh, NOCO have surrounded Dublin. There isn't just commuting into Dublin, there's commuting into Limerick and Cork and other places around Ireland. Do, do you guys see up a scope for creating um, similar outposts, maybe, you know, because people commute into, I mean, I remember years ago being caught in traffic in Galway and it was tough getting in and, you know, I'm sure there's there's, there's, there's pinch points in Cork and, and in, in Limerick. So do you guys see regional outposts as part of this uh, strategy? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so, I mean, we're, we're addressing an immediate problem. You know, I suppose the uh, our uh, the original concept was a was a pre COVID was a pre COVID concept, um, and you know that that's the we, ultimately that's the problem that we're addressing. But what we'll find now is you know as the change in work practices start to occur, the more flexibility comes in. Um, the less that city centre corporates expect their employees to be um, based in a city centre office, you know, the further out we'll actually see a demand for for kind of satellite offices uh, within a network. I mean, even uh, just recently, um, yesterday in the papers, we saw Eventbrite are have now announced that they're they're hiring they're hiring about thirty people in, uh, over the next uh, the course of the next year, and they're openly saying that they are not tying those hires to a particular location. Mm. Um, so I think that the more and more of those uh, those uh, job announcements come on come online, and as uh, as a lot of the um, corporates start to sort of look into the future and figure out what their hiring uh, requirements are, you'll see more and more of a demand for um, for office space in in, uh, in areas that you, you previously wouldn't. So what we're going to do is we're always going to keep a, a very close eye on on the market, we'll keep a very close eye. Um, uh, on the feedback from from the, the the companies that we're speaking to, um, figure out what their hiring strategies are, uh, figure out where they where they think there will be demand. Um, as I said, there's a natural order to to where homes are built and 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 kind of where um, where, where populations are settling. So it's something we'll just have to keep an eye on over the next couple of years, and and hopefully we'll be we'll be ahead of the game and we can position ourselves in those areas very good and last question to you Ashling. uh talk of a vaccine that uh, first people have been getting vaccinated uh as we go into 2021 more and more people will be vaccinated overall will, will, will behavior change will people as say resort to old forms or do you think they'll 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 take the new form of flexibility having you know okay, I could go back to the office the way I was exactly seven or eight, you know, nine months ago, 10 months ago, or I will, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to this new flexibility and understanding now from my, my, my colleagues and my bosses that I, I, I prefer to work at home or prefer to be working flexibly. What, what are your thoughts on that in terms of 
post-vaccination, when people are back to normal, hopefully, whatever normal is after this, but <laughs> when people are back to some kind of normal, um, how, how do you think work styles will ultimately fare and, st- and be? I think the work from anywhere policy and having a flexible mindset will uh, will prevail. So uh, whether you you know want to come into the city centre and meet your colleagues um, and have a hub here, and then some other days you know you may wish to work closer to your home and no co space. Um, maybe you want to work a day you know a day a week from home. Whatever it is that fits you, I think that that as long as you can be productive and as long as you're happy um, and as long as you're set up you know physically then you know that should work for your employer um i do think as you said there you know the days of you know look at this big shiny office and uh you know like the googles and the facebooks etc may be over um and you know whether we need to really work hard at making that kind of work experience a little bit more you know experiential for people or collaborative or you know make kind of clever use of the space that we that we do have um that that might be something but um uh, yeah I just think flexibility really is the name of the game um and also maybe you know investing a little bit more in your um in your teams and their personal development and you know that's kind of an area that has suffered a little bit in 2020 um we brought all of our programming online and we ran over 130 workshops this year so you know we still saw that need from companies to really like focus on on their teams L&D which is a little bit harder to do when when people were working from home and I think that's going to be a big focus for 2021 as well so making sure we get people upskilled um you know look at their L&D needs and and allow them and support them to work from wherever they they want to work from. Well that was great well thanks Brian and thanks Ashling. Uh, I see the future of work has been a very intricate and dense tapestry I, I, I'm really fascinated by where this will all go and I think it's great to see you guys at the centre of it so again thanks for your time